This episode is both for brands and creators. What is up, beautiful people? In today's podcast, we have the co-founder and COO of Lenslist, the biggest XR community hub in the world, and we talk about the inspiring story behind Lenslist and the launch of XR Bazaar, which is another platform that focuses on connecting brands and creators. We talked about how you can start as an AR creator in the space, how to win negotiations with clients and get that deal that you want so badly. We talk about the biggest mistakes that creators make that prevent their growth and also what makes one the best in the space. And on the brand side of things, we talked about how you can launch your first AR campaign, the do's and don'ts when you want to market with AR, and last but not least, how to find creators. Three, two, one. Let's go. Let's fucking do this. New oh, coffee wow. in the house, baby! What is this? One coffee, and you have ruined the, the packaging. packaging. I don't know how to open the packagings. Look, look. There, there was there a ziplock on top, and then I opened it wide open. No, do I you won't. guys see this? There's, there's a fucking lock right here for you to seal the packaging and not let the coffee breathe air. Well, and all an you did... I have this. Close don't it. know how to open coffee. It's okay. okay. All right, one coffee. This is medium roast. Medium brew, yeah. We've grown fond of dark roast recently, and so I'm not sure about this, but the taste is pretty good. This is the first time we're trying this, yeah. and I have no idea if this is going to get us zooted or not. I'm super pumped for the podcast. So well, you already had two yeah. shots. You already had two shots, and we went for the French press for this morning. So yeah. this is like the first time we're having this. I'm not sure how it's going to be, but maybe halfway through the podcast... We'll let you guys know how this is. We'll give you guys a review. Taste-wise, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty good. good. Farad, we uploaded something last night. Oh, that we finally finished the Wonder Dynamics video. So yeah. that video is fully scripted by GPT-4. And, and a little CGI, bit of us. A tiny bit of us. Just prompting. But and yeah. the guys behind <laughs> Up, the cartoon. So it was like a mix of all three, right? Uh, yeah, and then... The CGI is fully done by Wonder Dynamics, which mm. we talked about in the previous podcast. What was yeah. amazing is that we could take the whole short film in three days using two different AIs and generate something that is one minute and a half. And one minute and it's two different CG characters. We didn't do any lighting, any sort of you know the rigging or modeling or whatever. And we have two CG characters in there. It's just like, what, two weeks since they launched the service and... The, the results are phenomenal and I just cannot imagine where it's going to go. If you guys haven't seen that video yet, it's up on our YouTube. It's only a minute long. Go check it out. And all we did was just like final color grading on top of the footages. I'm really excited about that technology, but we'll talk about that later because today we have someone very special. And I told Farhad, Farhad, we got to stop saying we have someone very special today because <laughs> then we're going to say it for every fucking guest. But I think I really today, mean it. Yeah, yeah, today we can say it, I think. Yeah, because the person we have today, she has seen more AR and VR and XR and MR, whatever you want to call it, experiences that one can hope of. She has, alongside with her team, created one of, if not the biggest XR community hub and a platform for creators and brands and we're talking about, of course, Lenslist. They develop and popularize AR, VR, XR, MR. We found out about them, you know, a while back when we started our own AR journey. And it was, at, at the time especially, one of the only places you could go to to get inspiration, to find ideas. To and find partners to collab with and to right. know who's in the industry. Exactly. Else you would know. If you didn't have Lenslist... 
how the fuck would you know? Like, all you could do is just go and browse galleries, you know, and be like, oh, okay, maybe I can, you know, connect with this person. But they really are the ones who are leading this this partnership of, of creators and brands and connecting people together. And without them, I would say there's going to be a giant hole in the, in the AR and the VR and the XR community and the MR. I'm going to say all these names, although some of them work together, but just so that everyone is aware how deep these guys go in this entire industry. Of course, we're not talking about anybody else, but the co-founder and COO and partnership manager of Lensless, Zuza. Welcome to the show. Hi, Zuza. Hey Welcome guys. to the show. Hey, how are you? How are you, guys? you doing, Zuza? I feel like I have to do this after this. Interview. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're missing Thug Life glasses. Yeah. Should we do an edit of Thug Life glasses on our face? I'm here for you. Oh, she has. Oh yeah, she has glasses. I like that. You're prepared. What is this? I I just asked her by the way. I just asked her what time it is. I just asked you what time it is. She was like, it's 6 p.m. 6 so p.m. So having a sunglass beside you at 6 p.m., that's yeah. fucking amazing. I think she was ready. She was like, I need to look cool. So I'm just going to put on the sunglasses. I'm, you know, I'm kind of a sunglasses at night uh, kind of gal, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I do not judge you. I think actually sunglasses, there, there are a couple of people who do that, like Salt Bay. Salt Bay always has the sunglasses <laughs> on, right? Like he looks cool. Yeah. So why not, right? What, is there a reason why you like, to wear sunglasses at night? Uh, <laughs> not one. I'm not But, you know, when you, when you get tired uh, at, by the end of the day, you know, you get like a little droopy, droopy eyes, you know? <laughs> Your eye bags. Yeah, no, no, yeah. I, I get that. Like, um, you know, it's, it's, it's something that we do sometimes. I mean, sometimes in the morning, like early in the morning, like yesterday, I think, because we had so much lack of sleep i was going yeah. to live i was like i don't want anyone to see my face right now I just put on the sunglasses <laughs> and go with that it's 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 okay we all do it no judging no judging but first of all i just want to say before we get into anything because we got sure. so much we want to ask you congratulations yeah. on the launch of xr bazaar Thanks. you guys have done a phenomenal job how is that going can you talk to us a little bit about that sure thank you so much and by the way i also represent xr bazaar today because it's kind of our our color, so you know it's oh, not. Nice. It's nothing is by accident here, guys. Okay, it's all you know. <laughs> I have a figure. It's it well out. prepared. <laughs> we love that. We yeah. love that. But you know what? The story of XR Bazaar started like maybe a year ago, just because okay. we were getting we were getting a lot of requests for from brands like, can you recommend us somebody to do this type of effect? Maybe this project. And, you know, we didn't really have like a good process for this, like a transparent process. You know, we could, of course, recommend somebody from the top of our heads, but it didn't really seem, you know, fair or it wasn't just, it, it just wasn't a good process. So we were like, okay, but it would be a shame not to recommend anybody, right? We want people to get those deals and make money and everything, be successful. So, so we basically felt, felt like, okay, we have to create a space specifically for business, you know, because Lenslist is very focused on, you know, inspiration, content, you know, showcasing the best projects and everything. But we wanted to deliver something specifically for doing business in XR. And we were also trying to figure out, like, how people use other platforms like 
maybe Behance or Dribble. So we did our research and we found that basically XR is really non-existent there. You know, th these platforms are very saturated already and mostly with people who do maybe graphic design or web design, something like this. So, you know, for example, you can search like VR, VR app or something like this. And you just see a stock photo of a person wearing a headset. Oh my god! And, it, <laughs> and it's not really what it's really not. How what can you trust them? For. How can you trust them? And you don't. You you have no. I know. I know exactly what she's talking about, right? Okay, please continue. I have so much to say about that. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, it's we we just noticed that there isn't really a space for XR people to show off. You know, just to mm. showcase what they do and everything. And we also. Because on Lenslist, we do all of the work, like adding everything to the database ourselves. So we kind of mm. kind of wanted to switch things around and give people, the creators and the studios and everything, the control of what type of content, which projects they want to showcase on their portfolio, you know? So we kind of wanted the dynamic to be like, you're deciding what you want to show. You're deciding which projects are your, I don't know, top favorite, most important ones. Right. So, so, you know, we had a lot of reasons to do it. And then, uh, Meta shut down the portfolios on the Spark Hub mm -hmm. and we were like, okay, how fast can we at least launch an option to create a portfolio? Because we saw a lot of people were like, how can I show showcase my work right now? Uh, you know, not, not everybody can create a website, you know, it's like mm -hmm. for us, it's easy just because we've done like 50 of them, you know, but, uh, but it's understandable that not, not everyone has to, has to be able to make a website. Right. So, so we kind of really sat down to the table and basically launched the whole thing within like four and a half months since since Amazing. we started the development so it was it was a sprint you know it was a, it was a super sprint <laughs> I, I remember i remember when meta announced that they are gonna you know take down the whole gallery thing and i saw a lot of comments a lot of posts from people saying that this was our way of showcasing our ar to the brands and the reason is because most of the times they would be postings on behalf of the brands or on the brand's page. So there was not really a way for them to represent like mm. how we created AR for our partners, yeah. but you, you cannot see it unless we tell them. So yeah. exactly. XR Bazaar coming in, coming in at the right time. And I was checking out the other day, the UI looks great. Yeah, you one thing you guys, you guys nail is actually the look of the website. So really oh, kudos to you guys for that. Thanks, thanks. Oh, we have a really great team, you know. We have a small team. But like, mm -hmm. if one person would leave, we were, we would be like done, you know, every, everyone <laughs> is like, everyone is super important and everybody has such a big contribution to, to what we do. So we just, you know, uh, like my other co-founder Pavel was like managing the whole development site. I was more on the, yeah, like UX content side of the website. So his last weekend was like maybe five hours of sleep in three days. So <laughs> it that's, was really wow. cool. That's how, the, no, when you deliver something great, it always happens. And like, it's, it's no, I wouldn't say it's normal, but, but it, it takes sacrifices to create something great and also to deliver it in such a short amount of time mm -hmm. to people. So I think, yeah. yeah, I mean, you got the result. I, I, I went 
to XR Bazaar the other day and I saw studios there, creators there. And honestly, Loki, I went there to get inspiration again. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's great for other people. I would say you guys labeled it as a one-stop shop for brands and creator to showcase. But I think it's a yeah. great place for whoever who wants to jump into AR for the first time. Because they can see what are the possibilities. Because you have face filter, you have word AR, you have products, you have you have both commercial and fun stuff at the same time. Yeah. So so that makes it like a I would say like a Wikipedia of AR that you can go and find everything. Yeah, and the thing is, I feel like again the way you guys branded it is beautiful. You guys make it so simple. Thanks. You have four brands, four creators, right? And that makes it so easy because those are the really honestly the main two key. Uh, sort of groups of people that you need to target and when you go in you're, you're going to be either one of those people and exactly, you know yeah. you want to find out more about okay either how you want to sell your product and how you want to market your product then you're going to go to the brand side or you're trying to make a living out of AR, XR and you know all these things but it's not just about making a living you want to create art in this domain exactly. but you're not sure I feel like that's one of the biggest problems in this space is there's so many people, so many artists who are excited about AR, but the biggest problem is they don't know if they can ever make a living out of it, right? They don't know if I go in this, am I able to like quit my daytime job and be able to, you know, create AR art? And if the totally. truth is, yes, you can, but how can you be sure of it? And I think one thing you guys have done and are continuing to do is to prove that yes, for creators, you can actually make a living out of it. You can create your art and continue doing what you love and be able to be very successful, not just create a you know, base minimum, but to be very successful. Simultaneously, brands can create amazing marketing products, uh, not marketing products, sorry, amazing marketing sort of campaigns around their products and services yeah. and be very successful compared to the traditional way of marketing. So I think that's one of the main things. And I, I really appreciate that about you guys. Is this, what was, what was the motivation behind you guys starting um, this platform? Because I'm sure it wasn't easy because just like any AR artist who was at the time, maybe in 2017, 18, looking at, you know, the, the market, they were like unsure. I'm sure you guys had your fair share of uncertainty, but what oh, yeah. pushed you guys to, yeah, exactly, to be <laughs> like, you know what? We're going to be having a team this big in a couple of years. Spend a lot of time. It's a risk, right? It's a risk that you guys are taking. Like, what would be the... Yeah. You know, the story, the story is pretty, pretty crazy with Lance's actually, because... Uh, we've been, we started Lenses back in like 2017, end of 2017, when Snap launched Lens Studio, then Facebook launched Spark AR. Um, and we were basically doing totally different stuff back then. Like I, I, for example, was a head of a product, um, delivering chatbots for messenger, you know, for like different stuff, basically like for marketing activations or like uh, customer service. We also had a different product launching like smart apps on Facebook that you can basically like play a game in your newsfeed. So we had okay. a like multiple different products with uh, with my other co-founder and some other teammates uh, that we we kind of have wor been working for a while together, you know, creating different different products. I think we we've already made like seven different different brands together. Mm -hmm. So it's it's you know we we have a lot of history. And basically, Pavel, my other co-founder, 
Uh, so the news that uh, that Snap is launching Lens Studio, Facebook is launching Spark AR, and he was like, "This is totally a thing for us because it's like totally art, like it's totally usable for marketing, and we can make money on it. But it's like super artistic, super creative. You can do so much within AR. So we were like, okay, we have to do start doing something about it. So first." He and some other people from from our like let's let's say collective, uh, they launched an AR studio. Basically, it's still it's still active and everything. It's called Lens Studio. Uh, sorry, <laughs> Lens that, uh, <laughs> Lens list, Lens that, Lens Studio. You know, it's it's uh, it's a lot of yeah, lens. It's, it's very similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of Lens there. Uh, <laughs> so they started the studio, but back then, you could only for in terms of Facebook, you could only deploy AR on Facebook, not on Instagram. So, you know, Facebook mm. camera is not really like the sexiest thing out there. Yeah. Uh, yep. but, <laughs> but they had some, because we, we've been so active in the industry, like digital marketing uh, previously, we had some clients that were ready to try it and everything. But to be honest, we were really we didn't really know what we can do with this because there weren't as many experiences examples online you know so we were trying mm -hmm. to find as many use cases as possible i wasn't really that close to to that project back then just because i had my chatbot stuff um but pavel came to me and he was like we have to make a database of any effects we can find online just because we have to learn. We don't we don't really know anything about it except that you we can code it. It's not that it's not that hard, right? So uh, so we basically started to do this date make this database just a spreadsheet in you know <laughs> in Excel or something. Wow. <laughs> but at that time, how many creators were there? I think this is super early, right? It Maybe wouldn't be more than maybe 50 people 10, were 20, like uh, 50 people wow. globally were like uh, interested so once we started to collect all of these examples we met people who are were just like us trying things out so we were like okay since we already have like maybe a hundred or 200 examples let's just share it with people right why keep it to ourselves mm. we're like internet people we're all about sharing so this is basically how Lensy started, you know. We just wanted to to have uh, some base of use cases for people. But then we started to, you know, create relationships with, with those creators just because we had the same questions, the same problems, you know, how to sell it, how to monetize it, what what like what can we do with it, right? So mm -hmm. so we basically from there started the blog. Uh because we wanted to show off those people, have interview them you know show of their stories and kind of also write about like new features updates and everything just so the community can be updated you know easily and you know over the years uh over the years it kind of grew but on this level like until 2020 like maybe three three or four people tops were taking care of the whole site and that's where that's where I come in, uh, <laughs> just because I was like, I was like, you know, guys, because to be honest, it was like, Lensis wasn't any wasn't making any money, right? So our other businesses had to pour money into Lensis 
and they didn't they wasn't getting anything in return right so they were kind of pushing to maybe stop doing this or you know don't spend money on to this give up or, and yeah. we and we wanted to do more and more just because we saw a lot of potential in 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 the platform and in the community so I was like, okay, I have to figure out how we can bring in some money so they can shut up and let us do our thing. <laughs> right? So, so how did you do how that? Did, this is the interesting part, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So so my idea was we we didn't want to charge the, the creators or something just because we, we are aware that a lot of people, especially back then, were doing just for, for hobby, you know, for, for, for fun. Mm-hmm not really for business. So we were like, we, we don't want to charge them. So, okay, who can we charge for this? Uh, so I figured, <laughs> okay, we have, uh, you know, Snap, Meta. Back then there was no TikTok, but I mean, in yeah, terms yeah. of AR. So we were like, okay, I have to get into those uh, those platforms and start getting like, uh, get in touch with them, see what we can do together. So we figured this challenges could be a good product that will be like sellable and understandable from the perspective of the platform Mm -hmm. so basically our first uh our first deal we've made that we made any money from was just uh just a challenge we did with snap i think it was by the end of 2020. uh so basically that's not that long ago back like for three years we were running just for we were doing everything for free and and it was just a passion project for us you know um Mm. and and as you know once you get into this ar space it's like you cannot really get out of it you know it's it's pretty addictive like because there's so many so many people who are so inspiring Mm. so many new projects every week like with our selection I think today we posted like 140th edition of a weekly selection. Whoa. So so it's uh, so it's a lot of weeks. And that's and, crazy. And that's, yeah, that's wow. That's amazing. And, and just one thing about your weekly selection. That's how I found out about Lens List. We created one AR filter, and then I one morning I woke up and I saw a page tagged our filter. And then we are getting followers on our Instagram. Remember that was the ape filter that you created? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, someone found our filter, tagged us. This is, this is fucking great. I didn't even reach out to them. I yeah. cannot imagine how many creators you onboarded into this space I was, by just doing weekly selections. I was selections. about to just fucking say that. And I want you to continue this story like right after this because I'm yeah, very yeah. interested. But just another thing I want to say, keep doing that shit because that that is, I think, so many people who probably became AR artists, became AR artists after you guys probably shared them because they were like, totally. wait a second, someone's actually recognizing my work. Like yeah, this, is, this like is getting it. seen. I didn't know this is even possible. Then they go and start doing research. And of course, yeah. back to your story, now they're finding XR Bazaar and all those things which you're going to come back to because maybe previously, like last year, they would just see their videos being shared, but now the video's shared and, oh, wait a second, I can go and actually put my stuff on XR Bazaar and 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 show my stuff to you know different brands. So we're gonna get to that, but please continue your story. I just wanted to mention that you know the your story you you just told like we had we we're having these success stories like all the time just because 
So many people come into this space all the time. It's still new. It's still fresh for us. For us, it's been like six years, but for, for a lot of people, they are just finding out about it. And, you know, if you have this feedback, like, like I, I, I tell all of my friends, like I have the best job I possibly can just because we have so much positive emotion, positive feedback about what we do. Uh, that's you know it's I think it's hard to find um, anywhere else. So, so I think you know. Thanks for telling your story. Also, I, I didn't know we had that much of an impact on you guys. That that's, no, you, that's you, did. Cool. you did, you did, you did, you definitely did. It's 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 again. It's just a matter of when you it, whoever who whoever cr that creates content and their content gets recognition, I think that gives them a sense of motivation and inspiration. And I think you guys are doing that like on a weekly basis. There has to be people that get motivated after they get their stuff shared, especially now that you have the attention on your page. It's, it's even yeah. a bigger, I would say, source of motivation. So you mentioned um, you guys were looking to start you know, putting in money into the business. So I believe you said Snap was the first one you guys worked with and TikTok yeah. wasn't there at the time. And then what happened after that? Yeah, so we first uh, started to work with Snap and it was it, it's, it was also a long journey just because we found that like one person from Snap uh, signed up to our newsletter. So it was like, okay, we have somebody interested. So I reached out to them and... I think he was from like uh, from like some European office, maybe in Portugal or, or Spain, something like this. And you know, I found like the the perfect person just because he was so excited about what we were doing, and he was like, "I have to get you to the right person." And he really helped us at the beginning, because like you know, with all these biggest, hugest companies to come to the right person is like one of the biggest it's problems. Take years. Yeah. There's yeah. so many people. There's so, so many, many people. people the titles are like, whatever. You don't really know what, what, what they're doing. <laughs> 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 right. So it's yeah, like, we feel, yeah. So it was really, really tough, but this guy really, really helped us out. So, so he got me in touch with like, um, somebody who was taking care of like, uh, back then they called it, I think camera marketing something like this okay. and you know we just we we just you know i'm i'm really like a direct person and and we didn't have uh, like uh, i wasn't i wasn't a salesperson right i was just mm. trying to make somebody excited about the whole vision and what we're doing so i think this this really kind of um, make made it all work because we didn't have like a super specific, like, I don't know, business plan or this or statistic proving that this format that we thought of will work and everything. We just had like a very good idea and, you know, a lot of people who were supporting us from the community. And I think that that kind of got through to them. So we just we launched, I think, two calls for content. So back then we didn't re even had prizes uh, for creators. It was just like, uh, okay, guys, just do a lens, let's say a fashion lens or something, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so it was, they, they didn't really trusted us enough to, for us to, you know, pay out prizes to people, right? Because we were like, mm -hmm. also, we're from Warsaw, Poland, you know, we're, we're not from yeah. California or something, right? Yeah. 
so so it's also much tougher to to do business here and especially like a global business right so mm -hmm. so it was really for me the experience of making it work i i like i didn't think it was impossible because i'm like i know i can do a lot you know but uh, but it was very very like surprising for me that they they went for it and after we did like two activations with them uh we were already in touch with people from meta just because they saw what we were doing and we were posting a lot on like the community group uh so right after we did one thing with snap kind of like the doors the doors were open, opened up opened up and then right. that just started snowballing into you know you guys partnering with more people and more people that's Honestly, that's a crazy story. And I, I love that story. And especially that you guys didn't give up for the first two, three years without yeah. any revenue and just did it for passion. And I think that's why you have a very strong community now. It's because when people go back and now I look at like 2017, I think, wow. There's, I no, there's no certainty that this will yes, work. Like yeah. we started back in 20, I would say 20... 2019, 2019. Yeah, and yeah. then still that time was, I would say that we found Lensless and that was it. But now, of course, there is a lot. Like now, the last Lensathon was $200,000 prize pool. So, so it's yeah. something that, you know, everybody will know. Yeah. And there's no, it's, it's much easier to get into it now. Um, and, Definitely. And, and I think, uh, to be honest with you, me and Farhad have so many questions with regards to brands and creators. And I think for everybody watching, stay tuned because the next questions that we have for you are going to be helping everybody watching. But we didn't plan on talking about like Lens's story for this long. And <laughs> the only reason we're talking Sorry. about it is because it's so fast. It's, no, 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 it's no. hard to I make this say, story short, you know? No, no, no. no, no it's no. so it's, inspiring. It, yeah, it's exactly. So, it's, it's so great that because I, it's, again, the, the, the lesson that I learned from story is not about creating company like Lensless, even if you are a creator. Yeah. It's about how you can put out content consistently yeah. and then wait for the moment that, oh, when the first door opens up, when you get your first brand deal. When you're getting then, your foot in the door. Yes. Yeah. Then, you know, yeah. after that, it gets much easier. So this, is, this was very inspiring. And thank you for sharing that because also I didn't know this. And there's one more thing. There's one more thing. I think there's two takeaways. Another one is if you truly give to the community, you're going to fucking win at the end. And that's what you guys have been doing, right? You guys have been yeah. giving to the community for a very long period of time every single week without asking any money in return and and i think that was the the important part because when when you know when meta takes on a portfolio or whatever you guys are constantly trying to give back to the community okay how can we give that same platform but in in a much bigger way now to the yeah. community and still you know try not to get so much money out of the creators themselves. You know, yeah. of course, there's going to be subscription models, all those things. And that's that's fine because every website has that. And I think that's actually a really good thing to have because then other creators can do their, you know, if, if they're really invested in this future, they can use those models. But genuinely speaking, oh, yeah. you guys have done so much for the community. And I think that's another takeaway. Even as creators, if you if you share other people's work, you've yeah, seen yeah. that work. Like it's, I think one of the best examples I, I mentioned his name in the last podcast as well. Don Allen. Like one thing he's Don. known for is he shares everybody's work, and I think yeah. that's one thing that I like about him is there's so many people. Like I personally want to share that I, as a creator, used to be the kind of guy who would just do my own thing and not look at other people's work and not care about everybody's work. I just want to do my own thing, but I feel like that's not the best way to grow. If you 
share everybody's no. work, you're going to get your work shared too. And I think that's one other thing that you guys have been doing. You guys just share everybody's work, literally. Yeah, you know what? Like one of our core kind of values uh, at Lancis is that, you know, nobody grows in a vacuum. Like we have yeah. to share things and support each other to, to grow, especially in the digital space, just because mm -hmm. we can, we can reach so many people, like every creator, even if you don't know it yet, my dear creator, you can reach millions of people if you just keep at it. And if you really share your work and also support other people, because this way other people will support what you will do. And, you know, then the machine keeps on going, keeps on going. And what's, what's really best about it is that it's not about like using other people or something like this. It's like, it's like totally different, you know, it's, uh, it's like the opposite of it. Uh, and I yes. think, especially since AR is and XR is such a new thing, everyone is still learning. Like there is no one master XR creator or somebody who's the best at it. You know, everybody is yeah. totally different and everybody is still learning. So it's definitely not the time. Like I'm more of a, like business person, uh, because of just my, my university studies and everything. So if you go to a market, like a blue market where you don't really have that much saturation and everything, the worst strategy for you is to keep close to your chest and yeah. basically, you know, grind, 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 not looking to every what's going on outside of your desk, you know, your computer mm -hmm. is the worst strategy for you. On this market we're in, the best strategy is basically to keep on creating, keep upping up your level, but you won't up your level without looking what, what other people are, are doing, without getting inspiration from other people, from without trying new tools, trying new features. Mm. So, you know, it's all about like if if one person like I don't I don't know any one person who just, I don't know, popped out of nowhere and was the best at it you know everybody has to yeah. go yeah. through their their steps their journey so, and it's much easier to do it with people who are already maybe a few steps ahead of you or something you know a hundred percent so so I, I want to ask you because for those who are listening to this and they are not into this ar space and they want to start and they want to start today what is the first thing that you recommend to them that they need to do i would this is for creators right yes yeah, I would definitely recommend just downloading, downloading, I would say Metaspark just because you, I think it's the most kind of like easy thing to get into uh, between all of the different softwares, just because you have so many different tutorials, like even the templates, like just download the software, download the temp templates and you for sure already have your own videos um your own like maybe graphics you know something like this and and just try and make something you know because like even for me i'm not like a techie like i know a lot of i know a lot of about technology but i'm not a developer or anything like this mm -hmm. but i can make a pretty simple ar effect you know uh mm -hmm. it's not that easy to get into at first then you just have to keep being motivated to to learn more because I, I know for a lot of people, for example, code coding is like a kind of a no, no, you know, scary. 
yeah, yeah scary scary, scary thing yeah <laughs> that was me <laughs> but you know also now you have so many tools like you have so many libraries like even the ai stuff that's coming up right now like you can really do a lot without like an education in coding or something you can you can buy oh, 100%. code you can buy code you can just ask people like i have a problem of doing this and this and somebody will probably share it with you you know so it's like yeah there are so many, so many ways, but I think that what really drives most of the creators is the actual creative process, just because it's, it's really fun and it's really, it's really amazing yeah. to see then people using what you do, because I, for example, in my private life, I write a lot. I, I like write, write scripts, um, for movies that maybe will never be made, but, but this is kind of my hobby. And I'm always, always thinking like. I, I hope like, what if I could just share it with people and people would actually like read it or try to actually like act it, you know, like where is the lens is for me? Where is lens is for, for the writers, <laughs> right? For script writers. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. you have to make that too. After this, maybe that's something you have <laughs> to create yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Scriptless. Yeah. But, but you know, I think it's, it's really, really special to have this kind of community because with, um, with other fields where there are maybe more established and like there are more 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 people in there like millions of people it's tough to for it to still feels like so close and you know so organic for for the community you know so i think this is i think this is probably the best time to to start just because like when we started it was super hard because there wasn't really that much out there about it and and stuff but right now you have all the tools you can you can you will possibly need you know and definitely what go you, to lens list for sure mm. and yeah. and yeah. also 100%. look at other other people's work uh just because for me like this is the most in inspiring thing you know just to look what what other people are doing because everybody has a different style different you know kind of i don't know some, some people May, for example, do only shader stuff and they don't really touch yeah, yeah. like 3D modeling, but mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I love what they, what they're doing, you know? So it's like everybody does something different and you can really find your own path into AR. You don't mm -hmm. have to do exactly what other people do, but you do, you can learn from, from their journey, you know, from, from, from what they've been through and everything. I think the beauty of AR and, and this, like what I'm about to say is something I discovered with our conversation uh, in the previous podcast with Ben Fluencer that uh -huh. I, was, I was just thinking, yeah, yeah <laughs> shout out to Ben Fluencer. Uh, I just, I realized, okay, you know, for AR to grow, I think what would be the next big thing is have AI combined with AR. So when AI is developed, um, you know, more and more by Meta or Snap uh, or TikTok or 8Wall, and they actually integrate that into, so you can start using stable diffusion and all these yeah. different things within AR, I think that's when it's going to go really higher. And why I'm bringing this up is because I genuinely believe so many artists right now are scared of the AI growth uh, because maybe, for example, they are amazing at sketching, but that's all they know, right? They don't yeah. know anything else. They get they just sketch every day and 
they're scared because they're like, okay, now companies might not need me anymore because, you know, the AI can sketch in like 10 seconds and sometimes it can sketch better than me. And that's only going to get better and better over time. There's other examples. Just like you said, there's maybe professional shader artists. Yeah. And in probably six months time there's going to be ai models that create shaders in 10 seconds there there is already but i've seen it yeah yet. i've seen it already yeah. yeah exactly so i genuinely think again something else i'm discovering you know right faros now. cannot sleep at night because he thinks tomorrow an ai will come and do a 3d model better than him <laughs> yeah, I, mean, so I, <laughs> I, I know it's going to happen so now i'm thinking about it i genuinely think ar we're not talking about VR and all yet. We'll get into yeah. that. But AR specifically can be the safe haven for all these artists who want to do, who have to learn something new. Because right now there's no AI that is creating AR. And I think AR is still much bigger because AR can be worlds that you create. You know, it's not limited totally. to, let's say, just a piece of paper or a shader. It's a much bigger part and it has so many different parts at Different play. art pieces come together to create an experience, right? Exactly. exactly. So I think... AR can be the place where people go next because if I'm a you know a, an amazing sketcher or an amazing shader you know artist I can now be like you know what I'm going to take my knowledge to AR and learn a bunch of other things use AI to help me with what I'm already good at and now create all these amazing experiences that I can create for myself as hobby or for brands now leading me up to the next question what is the best way, and I mean, it sounds a little bit of an irony because we just talked about XR Bazaar, but maybe you can expand on that. Yeah. What's the best way for a creator who is now, you know, maybe started a little bit with AR, they know a little bit of Metaspark, a little bit of maybe Lens Studio or Effect House or even 8th Wall. What's the best way for me to get myself funded? What's the best way for me to, you know, be able to get clients, be able to make a living out of this so that I can invest more time into it? So I think there, there, there are like a couple of steps to, to go through, but I think one important thing is you have to decide if you want to be uh, like a multidisciplinary artist yourself and do it on your own, mm -hmm. or if you want to build a team, because here we have totally different, different strategies for, for an indiv individual and for a team. But I think overall, the most important thing is to get some traction on, and this is actually what's super like special about AR that it exists on social media platforms. So I would really like just share, share, share what you do. Think about what you share. Make sure that your videos are interesting to look at, not just for AR geeks like myself, but for people who don't know what AR is just think oh this is look this looks cool like uh there is like one creator piper who mm -hmm. does this like ar jewelry you sh she has this technique with target tracking and her, her she has such a special style yeah she's she has such a special style i don't need to see her name i see the video i know it's her because it's always yeah. around the ring around the wrist so like she has a very particular style yeah and and this is probably what you want uh, to 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 have people recognize your stuff, your work, just because it it creates like this this personal kind of attachment, but it also grows interest into AR itself. Like, how did she do it? How did they do it? You know, like when I when I show AR to people who are totally outside, like our tech bubble, 
they're like whoa this is like this is impossible like some people really didn't didn't even know that things like that are possible like creating a portal on my wall or something you know for us we see it like every other week and for for most people this is like totally (laughs) totally out of this world but i think one problem that a lot of creators have is that they don't put to like enough of work into the actual output like how you showcase your effects how you showcase these experiences and a lot of people especially because i think the like ar is mostly made up of for one creative people but also developers and techie people and this is like a crazy mix basically like putting fire onto like gasoline or something Uh, and i think the best version of this is when those people collaborate then you can like enable so many amazing stuff amazing experiences or a lot of people are also so multidisciplinary they can do it all which is kind of crazy for me Uh, but i think this is like the key for people just think about what you're putting out there just because your clients won't like your potential clients probably won't try your effect if they won't see the video of it working amazingly and also make sure your effect doesn't work only for the best phone the like the the newest iphone or something make sure it works on everything just because i can tell you a lot of business people don't really know how to use this like um you know yes tell me about it i know it's crazy (laughs) sometimes i'm like Yes. It's, it's, uh, yeah. It's, sometimes I've got to back my head to the wall, and I'm like, "This is pretty straightforward." But you have to accept it that you have to make it simple for brands, as in yeah. like simple, as in easy to use. If exactly. you put a lot of interactions, you know, walk here, walk there, look here, look there. If you make it like a PC game, good luck getting rich from that lens. Really, it's, exactly. Uh, you you said it. You said it beautifully. I think uh, we have the same fucking problem every single time. We're either working with a client or or trying to, you know, convince somebody um, on 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 uh, as a creator on how to actually do the AR effect. I want to just touch on one thing you said. The the last bit is sometimes yeah. the most important part. That last ten percent, which is right after you spent a very long time to create your art piece. And you're probably tired and exhausted and you put that piece out. You exactly. have to market it really well. You have to package it because we have the same problem. We might be working on something for two weeks. And in our mind, we're like, oh, my God, this is like who likes this now? Like we, we spent two weeks on it and it's getting a little bit tiring for us to even look at it. Yeah. But the truth is you have to really push that last 10 percent to package it well, create at least like two, three videos out of it, make it as good as possible, look good as possible, and then share it on every platform. And that's the hardest part because when you're done with it, you just want to move on to the next thing sometimes. That's like yeah. actually our case. What she said was, was very true that a lot of people won't try your filter. They'll just see the video. Yeah. So yeah. if your video is good, like you're good to go. And you also um, have to think from the perspective of the brand. Because the brand doesn't really buy the AR experience. They buy the fact that the users are going to use your experience. So you have to look at it this yeah. way. Because they don't really care about like, oh, there are five 3D models inside or 10. Like They, they don't yeah. think about it like this. They, this is exactly, yes. I, it, this is they spot want people on. To, like, no, 
they want people to use these effects and they then buy their products based on this. So you have to look at this mm. like that. And definitely there it's like different strokes for like maybe artistic people, like maybe a museum wants to make an effect or something. Here, it's definitely a different experience, but 90% of the work is just for marketing, right? So we have, like, yeah. creators have to have this marketing mindset that, and and also don't take that much stuff personally, because I hear a lot of stories and a lot of feedback from, from people who were like, how can my, th this client tell me that this looks like shit or this model is not the best <laughs> or something? Like... You know, you have to get like, uh, become like also like a business person. So you have to be very, very like flexible, very easily adjust to situations. Unemotional, unemotional about the actual your work. product. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Totally. I, 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 I agree with you on that. And I want to, I want to get back to something uh, you mentioned, I mean, uh, again, there's so many questions that just yeah, pop up when this you speak. Is going, yeah, there's one thing I want to ask is for the creators, what type of AR have you seen that has worked in order to attract the most amount of clients? For example, example, do you recommend I start creating and spamming like digital fashion? Because do you see that market opening up or world ARs or target trackers? What do you think the creators who have been the most successful have been creating content around that has gotten them the most clients and the most work and the most attention. I think that, uh, of course, it change, changes with time because there was like a mm. year, maybe like two years ago, where you just saw randomizers and everywhere and not much else, you know, but I think we're past that. Yeah. Thankfully, because it was pretty tiring. <laughs> uh, but what, what I wanted to say that even even the randomizers can be better or worse. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, yep. uh, I think what... By randomizer, just to clarify, you're talking about the popping message on top of the head that changes the image. What type text. of personality you are? Who's yeah, your exactly. celebrity crush? Who are you going to exactly. marry? Like, I agree. Yeah, yeah. It, it can be really fun, but it can get really, you know, like... No, yeah. just ex the, the opposite of unique right like just just saturated exactly. with the same type but i think that uh, my point is is that i don't think it's really about the format like if it's world AR or mm. digital fashion or a randomizer it's 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 really i think it's all about the concept behind it and like thinking about wh when creating it thinking about yourself as a user like why why would somebody enter this experience? Because I think this is uh, the problem with a lot of world AR experiences where they're they are amazing, beautiful, but they don't get views. They don't get the opens and everything, right? And I yeah. think a lot of the fault here is like again not really instructing the user how to use this effect. So in your preview preview video. Maybe don't just make uh, like 30 seconds video of like, you know, just you interacting with the effect, like just seeing it through your phone, but like allow people to see that somebody can take a video of you uh, interacting with the effect, right? Mm -hmm. This is like a sim yeah. pretty simple idea, but not that many people kind of get it. Do it, yeah. So you really have to, you have to make the the experience seem useful or just like 
interesting from the content creation perspective because mm -hmm. you make this experience for other people to make content with it right so you have to show mm -hmm. them how they should make the content for example karen cheng is amazing example of how to do this because a lot of the effects i i think she she does her experiences with like a collaborator i'm not sure if like yeah. this is her her main main thing right now but they do like they just make amazing content with the effects they they make and this is how people yeah. this is how she has like maybe a couple of millions of followers it, because mm -hmm. she shows you how you can use the effect to make your content amazing and i think this is mm -hmm. kind of the approach that people should kind of notice more instead of focusing only on like uh the, the, their creative process they they have to more be more selfless than selfish right so yeah. more about sharing the knowledge rather than keeping it to yourself just show off hey look i got this cool filter go and use it more of like hey this is the filter this is how i made it this is what, how you what, can use it this yeah. is the way i create content around it and she gave a great example of karen chang because Every time she posts about her filters, she, like there is one camera recording her doing the filter yeah. first. Exactly. And then, and then she shares other people recording her filter too. So it's like it's a no-brainer for whoever wants to try that filter. It's like it's almost a no-brainer at this point. We, we talked about so many examples. As this is like the strategy that all the top creators are using. Just share your work, share the knowledge give value to people instead of just keeping it to yourself, share it with everybody. And I think it all come back, comes back to you sooner or yeah. later. Um, I have honestly so many questions I want to ask you, but should we move on to brands? I really, yeah, yeah, I wanted to say that because we talked about creators. There are a lot of creators that are following lens list. They, they know about you guys. But I think at the same time, there are a lot of brands that also are coming to you guys, either yeah. for advice or how to do things. So... How does one brand who, who hasn't been in this space want to enter AR for the first time should start their journey? Is it by research? Is it by checking out the creators? Or do they need to focus on their marketing campaign? What would be the best way that you suggest to them? You know, I think uh, my answer kind of changed like maybe a year on a year and a half ago where all of the metaverse stuff started to, to come out. Uh, just because the reaction to the metaverse were, was so divided between at least the brands we were kind of uh, talking with and everything. You know, some people were like, okay, we're so excited. We're going in 100% and everything. And we were like, fine, but you have to understand what you're doing. Take it slow a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Because, because I really wanted to avoid, and I basically, I think, took kind of did it did everything too fast and wanted to explain everything too fast to people because everybody now has like a vision of, okay, ready player one, we will all be, I don't know, living in like this different, different weird world or something. Simulated world. Yeah. yeah sim like a simulation, like a ma match matrix or something. And, you know, and some, some brands kind of got super excited about it. And, and I think this, it is really exciting, but, but like, People have to understand that like AR, VR and everything, it has the user base and social AR has a huge user base. But for example, VR is very limited in terms of user base. So if you want to push like this amazing 
showroom in the central land go ahead but you have to understand that it's just for your um, pr materials or something like this but maybe like a couple of thousand people will will see it even with your like biggest spending on this campaign in terms of paid ads and everything so mm -hmm. so i think brands are right now are really uh, kind of confused yeah confused about mm. what's going on because uh, they got this promise of this metaverse they thought it's going going to happen right now and we need like 10 more years to to make it happen <laughs> um, so so i think a lot of brands are confused but if you want to straight straightly talking about ar i think if you're a brand you just really need to look what's out there and kind of make sense of it for your own brand and for some sectors it's easier for others it's harder just because for example like beauty brands or cosmetics brands this is fucking obvious right you can just yeah, yeah. Try, <laughs> try the effect, try the cosmetics on your face right the makeup and everything so yeah. here here you go you know it's easy but for for some other brands uh, for example i saw I saw an effect made for like an airline recently and it was it was really really cool but we were even thinking internally like because it wasn't also it wasn't Emirates or or like a you know a big big brand like that's, a big big brand right yeah yeah it it was a smaller brand but I think AR is like I think a lot of brands understand AR through like this is something extra we're doing this is not like a standard let's put some banners on the website let let's pay, pay pay for some instagram ads or something they they treat it as something unusual they are doing and i think this mm -hmm. is kind of this is the way of thinking that i i hope would stop just because if a brand creates one effect one filter without even knowing why they are doing it and everything they won't get any success from it and then they will just be okay it doesn't work it doesn't work we're never doing this again yeah exactly. AR doesn't work for us we're never doing this and again. and with ar like with any other content format you have to have a strategy you have to have like a you have to make your audience used to it you have to promise them something if they engage with it you have to make them learn about it just because you know the the brand doesn't do anything for the brand itself they they want to do something for for the customer right so yes so and i think a lot of brands don't really understand it um i think some of them just want to have something special made one time just mm. because everybody and else is it. doing yeah. it and then just mm. leave it alone or maybe do it another year or something and this way it's okay i i have I have sorry. I have one question because before you move forward and I forget about this, sure. and it's specifically about what you just mentioned. So we know XR Bazaar is a place where creators can go to find brands, and brands can go to find creators. Do you guys also offer a solution as Lens List for brands to come and get advice from you, get consultation, and yeah. how much of the process do you guys actually help them with? So some brands, like you mentioned, know exactly what they want. Bigger brands, like let's say Dior, for example, who's yeah. used like so many AR filters, they just want to come to you, find a creator. But some brands, and I'm not talking about like big ones who have like, you know, 
like loads of budget. I'm talking small brands. How yeah. do they like, you know, get, get consultation from you guys? Do you guys like read the entire business, give them ideas for the AR, give them ideas for like the whole thing? Or do you guys only partially do that? What's, what's the process like for a, a small business who might be watching this and wants to get into AR? Sure. So in terms of XR Bazaar, we, we have this service we call scouting. So basically, okay. and here we have three types of a client. So one client is, I, I've, I've done this before. I just need somebody who will create an effect for me. Simple. The, okay. o- the other, the other type of client is I, I have done this before, but this is something bigger. Maybe this is like a new platform, new type of AR effect. Maybe this is web AR. I need some, some more help maybe with, uh, budget checking. I don't, I don't even know what, what I should assume as my budget. This is another huge problem brands have with AR because some people think it costs like 50 bucks and other brands think it costs half a million (laughs) and nobody really knows how much it costs. Right. (laughs) Except for people. Yeah. We don't know. We, we still don't know how much it costs. I think that's one of my questions later that I'm going to ask her. We'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to the price. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody knows what, uh, and the last, the, the last type of a client is like, this is my first experience with AR. So this is kind of the person we're talking about. Right. So here, we have like a full set of actions we can take. So we, for one, we definitely rec- like if somebody explains maybe their vision or their idea, we kind of first consult on the concept first. So if it makes sense for their, for their kind of business sector, for their audience, if there is like interactive element in it because trust me most most of those first proposals don't even have any interaction which is which doesn't really make sense um so first we consult on the idea and then we Mm -hmm. we kind of try to recommend people who could help them actually develop it right so we kind of uh, measure how big would the project be if it should go to the to a company to an agency or studio or just to a freelance creator and everything. Then we check for for the budget, for like accessibility, if people actually can do it. And we also want to do, we haven't done it yet, but we want to do something like a mock-ups contest. So basically we, for example, we would get five people, five creators or studios um, to bring in their proposal and then we together with the client kind of you know assess advantages disadvantages everything and then pick the best proposal basically and i think this is like the the ideal process of how something like this like this should look like so we don't go for the first person recommended we don't go for the first idea that didn't really make se- made sense but we look at the the AR experience as like for, for it to actually have some goals to it. Right. And to actually make, make something happen for the client. Um, and I think that the same thing with, with creators who, who want to start selling what they do and monetizing what they do, you really have to look at it this way. Don't, don't look at it just as your craft. I know it is your craft and you can be as creative and artistic with it as you want. Uh, and you should be to to learn more uh, but 
when you talk to the client, for one, you have to be open to their suggestions, but you, you also have to be the expert in the room. You cannot just say, yeah. okay, whatever. I will just do whatever they want. It doesn't really make sense. It won't get any clicks and everything. Okay, whatever. You really have to be the expert. And then this client will always come back to you because he will know that you you cared about what you're you doing. You know your shit. You, you know, know your, your shit. shit. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. this is definitely one of the biggest like biggest biggest points I, I always try to communicate to people, you know, because like I've like I've, like we are talking before, like most of these people are artists, developers, you know, not not that connected to business or how they don't really know how to do business, how to talk with clients, you know. That's exactly why we wanted to to create XR Bazaar, also to create this type of content and talk about this stuff, just because it's like everybody is doing something, you know, some people are more successful, some people are less successful, but we know a lot of people who are like top dogs in terms of like technical skill, uh, artistic creativity and everything, but they cannot make money on it. And mm -hmm. so, so here, here you have to look at these more of like business skills, you should learn not just your you know technical expertise and everything but how to talk with people how to be flexible how to adjust how to make a strategy how to make it make sense to people without talking about polygons and everything because they don't they don't know about <laughs> you know yeah the clients couldn't care less about how many polygons you have or your exactly. optimization methods i did that i mean i i'm guilty of it at first when we were creating our own ar experiences i was always saying like my I, 3d model yeah is these are optimized you have to understand that they don't give a shit they just they wanted don't. to work and they just wanted to be seen i think she yeah. gave the perfect answer to the question that i had how do you balance between the artistic freedom and brand alignment so you have to be flexible I know you are an artist, you have your own style, but you have to be flexible with the brand as well to see what they want, but you have to stay the expert in the room. So I think that is also very important. It's, it's yeah. not easy to balance it out because uh, I, know, I know the problem, right? As, as artists ourselves, we have the same issue. Like how much of your own opinion do you want to put into this? How much do you want to care about your own opinion versus you know, the client? And it's always like a tug of war for you to decide which way to go. <laughs> But yeah. genuinely finding that balance is what is going to give you the advantage. And I totally agree with what you say. I think the people who make the most money or just, you know, I would, I would actually replace that with being the most successful in any industry are not the best. The best of the best actually are not mm -hmm. always the most successful because they're spending so long on the actual the, craft. The best of, of the best work for the guy who can find the balance. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, that's that's very true. And it's the same case here in the AR space, for example, because I feel like the ones who just know how to market themselves and make content out of what they do are going to get the most attention versus the guys who are like the best coders or the best, you know, actual sketchers or whatever. I, I genuinely agree with that. I have um, a couple of questions I want to ask about XR Bazaar. Just actually one main one. But before that, Farad, is there anything else brand-wise you yes. want to talk about? Yes. So, so what, one thing I really liked about she explaining how a brand should enter this space. Mm. But I want, I want Zuzah to give us an example of a successful campaign that she thinks that, oh, the brand came in 
like this type of engagement happened for this campaign and you like know everything was done yes, right everything was done mm-hmm. right and and like i would say that it's very hard to find like did you guys ever had that example that you know the perfect balance between the creator and the brand the engagement was good with the ar and you know like everything was perfect the way it was marketed all of the things combined you know it's hard it's hard for me to to kind of explain it now because to be honest, like for, until now, when once we launched the XR Bazaar and, and everything, we were doing it very like chaotically. So a lot of the time, we would recommend somebody, we would answer some questions, help help the brand out, consult, but we didn't really track like how the performance was afterwards. You know, mm-hmm. what was the conversion rates for them or something like this, uh, just because we were like. We, we we are like we have ton of other shit to do right <laughs> so we were like yeah, this is not sense. this is not really our our like job right so mm-hmm. we want to now have like a real real process about it and actually like track the statistics and everything just because i also think is it's super important if you can to track the statistics and kind of know what clicks what doesn't click especially if you work for a client because the client this is what they are expecting right so, so you have to think about it. Uh, but I think in terms of like other examples outside of uh, like our consulting, um, I think I, I might be, you know, a little bit, maybe it's not fair for me to say, it, but I think Coachella, um, like every year they do something that is really like, I don't know, something that is really exciting. And I think that something that people who uh, don't really know about AR that much, can also get excited about uh, just because it's like the the recent thing that I think Denise uh, and Uriru did with uh, Olga yeah. visualize me at the like portal to, to Coachella basically that was fantastic. yeah it was even for 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 me like person who is actually going to Coachella and cannot wait was like <gasps> It's so soon. This it's so exciting. soon. This is exciting, yeah. right? So, yeah. so I think the they kind of figured out what to do to make people excited. Uh, it works for yeah. me at least, and and I think actually uh, both Dennis and Olga uh, are great examples of balancing the, the the their own crafty stuff and the branding stuff. Because I remember after yeah. after posting it, Dennis. Uh, pub, uh, posted like a whole explanation that this is like a, uh, this is like a, you know, how the orb. portal works, yeah, the orb, you know, you, the orb yeah. portal and everything and everything. So <laughs> he's still excited about it in terms of his own like personal development and everything. But but I'm sure when they pitched it, he wasn't like, okay, here are the the physics, the, the something, you know. He was like, okay, yeah. you can basically walk around the portal, right? So you can come in from from each side, right? Yeah, that's that's it. You know, we're gonna make like a magical portal, right? Yeah. I, and and shout out to Enuriro. He is definitely one of the best AR creators that yeah. I've seen in this space. His stuff is always so unique and so different, and and he's always trying to push the boundary of what you can actually create within the software. And that's amazing because it shows other creators what is actually possible in AR. Because totally. a lot of people have the mentality that with AR. Oh, it's limited. You cannot do this. And then boom, the next day, and we posted. Okay, you know what? <laughs> you can do physics. Like this is how you do it. Um, yeah, and you know what? One thing I do want to. I just wanted sorry, to mention. I just wanted to mention that you know, 
Enrido Dennis is like one one of the like top dogs definitely technically and and stuff but he will still answer to like a comment on the on our group on or like meta group if somebody asks about some basic stuff you know because he's still in it like and he th that's why he's like a, such a good role model for for creators just because he didn't like just grab the what he could what he could take and just left <laughs> and okay i'm done with I'm this i'm out by yeah, post bye. done see you later yeah he didn't go yeah no that's that's important yeah he didn't go that's us. important we we talked about that yeah no we talked about that as well like if it's important to keep sharing with the people now zuza i just want to ask you how much time do you have? Do we have another maybe five, ten minutes? I just have like I think I have one or two questions I want to ask. I want to know if you you can you can pull through that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm good. I'm good until like uh, twenty to eight for me. So I have like ten minutes for sure. Okay, okay perfect, perfect. Speed run. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, let's speed run this. <laughs> by the way, rate. by the way, we have to we have to do it like uh, another time because I think we have so many. Oh, things. for sure, 100%. for sure, so for many sure. things Trust to talk me, about. We have we have like 20, 30 more stuff to talk about. <laughs> yeah. uh, but conversion rate is something I want to talk about. This is so huge because many brands who come into space. All they're looking for is conversion rate. The first thing and the last thing, they want to like, okay, how much, when you make this filter, how much of it can I convert? How many sales am I going to have? And we know as artists, that's not the best way to look at it for a brand because you might actually ha end up having a lot of indirect conversion yeah. rate, which is you use, the, people use the AR effect, they get brand awareness, and then one month later, they decide to buy your product. How do you convince brands to not look at the conversion rate head on? Because you can convince them, of course, being you as lensless, but let's say a creator is talking to a brand alone. How do they convince, hey, listen, maybe you're not getting the conversion rate now, but I'm giving you a lot of indirect conversion rate. Yeah, that, that's, that's actually a great question. I think what you have to do is to redefine conversion for them and turn it into mm -hmm. like social conversion, digital conversion. I, I call it like multiple different ways depending on the situation, but it's basically like exactly what you said. I, I kind of share share like a simple example for people because I think it's like super, super relatable. Like imagine you're yourself, like, right? You're like an Instagram user, TikTok user, whatever, and you're scro scrolling around, right? I think you would have to see something like at least four or five times to actually go and do something about it just because you see so much it's not like a holy grail to see something interesting everything is interesting so many things are interesting yep. so it's not about like it's not about this one click and one grab it's more about like yeah. making generating the user generated content and then because also, there's like a whole misunderstanding with influencers and everything. You can, for example, see conversion rates of Kylie Jenner, who is like the biggest influencer, right? But her like ratio, you know, comparing likes to followers is like worse than mine, right? Uh, so yeah. it's like you, yeah. you really have to understand how social media works and you have to explain it to them because they most most likely don't really know how it works <laughs> they don't know <laughs> so, so you have you really have to explain it like it's not about me seeing your brand publishing this effect it's about me seeing my friend using this effect and going oh wow this is this is cool right so it's about 
making the people creating content with it, not just mm -hmm. publishing something and counting that everybody will go to your brand's Instagram because nobody goes to any brand's Instagram. Why would they go to maybe there's like a yeah, contest no or something, but there is no real reason for it. Right. Maybe if a fashion mm -hmm. brand has a new line, this is a good reason. But apart from this, it's, it's not really like you're going to like, I don't know, uh, <laughs> I don't know even, you know, I'm in Poland, so I don't want to throw a brand you don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for not doing that. Cause we don't know. We don't know. We, we will move. No, but, but yeah. I love the term that she puts. We need to change the conversion to social conversion. Yeah. I remember I was in a meetup group and then a random person came to me and asked, asked us, what do you do? We said what we do. And then he said, if I create an AR filter, how many more products can I sell? I was like, okay, don't talk to me anymore. That's like, like that's the worst yeah. question that you can ask from, from an AR experience that you create. Like there is no direct conversion. Mm -hmm. It's all about brand awareness. And what you mentioned, it's about people sharing content with your branding yeah. and exactly. other people seeing it. So if tomorrow... If that person wants to buy and now have to compare brand A and brand B, if I have seen a lot of content from brand A, I will go for brand A. It's always yes. about the exposure and, and especially cool content, right? Because cool like content, if you're exactly. comparing to Yes. Even if you look at fashion brands right now, the fashion brands that are winning are the ones who are like the weirdest or the most unique and the coolest. Like they create dope content. Yeah. They're the ones who are winning on TikTok, for example. They're the ones who are creating content that is simple and, and relevant rather than the old style of doing content of just like putting ads, you know. Exactly. So very well said. Oh, thanks. Again, can be expanded on for another 35 <laughs> minutes just on yeah. that thing. One thing I want to ask, um, and it's back to XR Bazaar, AR is something we talked about a lot today. I personally, with Farad, we're excited about VR and we're getting into VR. You know, we're spending a lot of time in Unreal Engine and we know VR, especially with Apple headsets coming out. Again, rumored, but they're oh, let's probably hope. coming out. Let's hope for it, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. So as it gets more mainstream, what's XR Bazaar's plan for including VR in the platform? Yeah, so basically one of our, our plans for it is to really... Uh, like that's why we created a separate platform because for, for some time we were thinking, okay, we, maybe we can have something like XR Bazaar on Lenslist. But Lenslist is really about AR and we really want to make sure that it's, we don't want to change everything about Lenslist, right? So we were like, okay, we have to start another platform and produce totally different content. So we really want to create content for people who work in VR or want to start in VR just because like, for example, I was, uh, this week, actually, I was for in at like a meetup VR headset, VR head meetup, you know, in spatial. So there were some people who only do VR and I was asking, asking them like, is there any, like a community space? For VR people, is there like a, even a, like a forum or something I can go to, to talk with people? And they were like, uh, there's a, this, this discord, that discord, everybody has a separate discord. There isn't like a one unifying one main hub. Yeah. There, right. there is no hub for VR. And I think the kind of the problem with that is that there, there aren't that many individual VR developers. They're, they're mostly like indie studios. Most, most of the people I talked with have like 
up to 10 people on board companies, VR companies. Uh, and they are mostly focusing on once they develop a game, their focus, their their sole focus is on porting the game as wide as possible. So the I think the the strategy business-wise and creative-wise is totally different between AR and VR just because you don't have the social platforms to boost your your presence, your exposure. Yeah. So this is actually something we're right now trying to figure out, you know, that's why I'm trying to talk with a lot of people who work on VR uh, and kind of figure out what they need from us, you know, because I think mm -hmm. uh, this is kind of we it's hard to, you know, accommodate everybody at once. But with XR Bazaar, we really want to widen the, the audience and really invite other people in. So, you know, I, I hope maybe we can also talk afterwards and figure figure out how to kind of help people in VR to get more, even to, to be showcased, because I think most of, even yeah. creators of like big games, nobody knows, nobody knows their, their studios. Yes. Yeah, I think um, I'm, I'm excited that you guys have it in the plans. I think one thing I would say is, especially for us, VR, I would say, can come as a next step to AR for a lot of people because definitely it's a lot more complex uh, because it's like creating a game. Yeah. And I think what you guys can do is to educate people on VR now that it's becoming much more accessible, especially with Unreal Engine and all these softwares. Yeah. I think a lot of people who actually sort of, you know, reach a stage in AR where they're like, you know, they're really good at it. There's not much more for them to learn there. They can, if they have a platform like XR Bazaar where they can go and maybe even get educated on how they can transfer their 3D modeling knowledge, 3D, you know, yeah. world building knowledge and now take that into VR and create worlds and then slowly be able to use because i imagine vr is going to get so big that brands will want to have spaces in vr totally. eventually just like how they're having ar now so then they can sort of look at xr bazaar for a place to get educated and also for brands to find them and i think that that what you guys are doing next is actually perfectly on that road and we yeah. can of course have these conversations in the future and hopefully next time we meet you we can be talking about all the new expansions you guys have in XR Bazaar. But yeah. that's that's for me. I don't want to take much of your time. Farhad, do you no, have any? I, I really want to thank Zuza for this oh, conversation. Thanks. I think it gave a lot of value to creators yeah. and brand at the same time. So thank you again for joining us today. Yeah, yeah. Is there so anything much. you want to say to everybody watching right now? I really wanted to say, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me. You know, st still we're in this space where there isn't that much like open conversation about what we do. So it's really cool to share everything and, and talk with you. I definitely wanted to thank er everybody who signed up for XR Bazaar, who checked out XR Bazaar. You know, for us, we, we launched it just on Wednesday. So like any feedback, positive, negative, whatever. Just let us know what you think about it, just because we're still in development. We're still developing, updating new features. So we really want to make the platform work for you, just because we, that's why we made it. So, you know, <laughs> let, let, let us know. Please check it out and let us know what you think, because this is like, we really want to make it work. And if it will be successful, it will be successful for a lot of people. So, you know, let's get on board and figure out how to make it work for us. So this is something I definitely wanted to, to mention. And, you know, Lensis is like my 
I don't know. Lensis is like my my baby. I, I will hope I hope that it will always grow forever and everything. But the reason it keeps on growing is just people like you, you know, people who want to want to do this, want to talk about it, are interested in it, are passionate about it. So, you know, just all the hugs and kisses for for everybody who who's still in the community active, making it work, creating new stuff all the time, like you know, this is this is why we're here, and without you, there would be no Lancies, no XR Bazaar. So, and I wouldn't have the best job in the world. So, thank, thanks, everyone. <laughs> That's lovely. So, if they need to contact you, what would be the best way? Is it LinkedIn, Instagram, what, or Twitter? Do you have any specific, like, personal uh, business account that you would like to share? I will put Lenslist and XR Bazaar links into description yeah, for sure. Please, please. But is there any other way? Yeah, yeah, I will, I will do that. The Instagram, also the website, I'll put everything. But is there any other contact channel that... For yourself, perhaps, if anyone wants to speak to you directly? Yeah, for me directly, LinkedIn is best. LinkedIn, I'm pr pretty okay. much every day on LinkedIn. So, Zuza Stivinska okay. or just, you know, Lenslist, you will find me. We don't have that many, you know, employees. <laughs> <laughs> okay no easy then we'll put all yeah. the links in the description Zuza thank you again it's been a blast so much came out of this podcast and we are looking forward to, to sharing time. this with people and also for next yes. time to have yeah. another chat with you potentially when XR Bazaar has had maybe a couple of weeks couple of months of you know progress and then we can come back and see what you guys are doing yeah. and also talk about the future of it all so thank you again thank you and thank you to every single one of you guys watching we'll see you guys on the next episode yeah. see you everybody thanks